0: Yowie wowie! My name's Eric Goldstein! Welcome to Respect to Combat! We got a hell of a show for you today! Stay tuned! Woohoo! and what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of that Respect the Combat podcast episode 139. We know that you guys missed us last week. Uh we uh had a bit of scheduling conflict last week that unfortunately led to us taking the week off. But rest assured, we are back. We have a lot to go over. We have a lot to look forward to and we also have a lot of stupidity that has happened over the last
1: couple of weeks. But with that being said, what's up Trico? What's good everyone? We're happy a spooky weekend, and uh, some of the stuff we're going to talk about is going to get real spooky for y'all.
0: Oh, yeah. No, some of this stuff is really going to get a little down and dirty. But with that being said, you ready to get hopping into these mainstreams?
1: What we got first?
0: Well, first things first. Uh, Kamzat, uh Chimaev, I think I pronounced his name right, has improved his UFC record now to thirteen and zero after his decision win against Usman um, at UFC 294, and he is now also the new number one contender to Volkanovski's featherweight title. So, really, my question here is: I mean, is there really anyone that could actually beat this man? Because it seems like anyone that comes out of that freaking Khabib dojo, like, they just, they're, like, they're of a different breed, like, of fighters. Like, literally, like, I think I was watching an Andrew Tate interview recently, and he's like, you guys don't understand. He's like, the difference between these Americanized fighters and Khabib's fighters is that the Americanized fighters, they're going out, they're partying, they're getting all, they're trying to get all these hot bitches, not really focusing on the goal. Whereas Khabib's fighters, it's halal, fight. Halal, fight. Halal, eat, fight. Like, that, that is literally their mindset, and their schedule, hence the reason why they're practically unbeatable in the octagon.
1: I mean, only time will tell. They say streets are meant to be broken, but when will this street be broken? Only time will tell.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And speaking of streaks, somewhat, um, something that's been going around all week that has been constantly talked about, uh, Impact Wrestling at their Bound for Glory event officially announced that they will be going back to their old TNA branding, so they will be going back to total nonstop action wrestling as the company name, uh, starting in 2024 at their first event, Hard to Kill, in January. Uh, as of that event, they will then be switching over branding to t- to their original branding of TNA. Um, Trico, how do you feel about this this decision? Do you think do you think it's a good decision for business? Is it a bad decision for business? Should they should they have just kept the Impact branding, or do you think right now? With how strong of a roster that they
1: have, right now it would be good to go back to the old days. Listen, the way Impact has been for years, it's like a picture like a, like the wrestlers going on vacation. Until they, they can find their footing, and then once they do, then they can go back to the main big promotion like WWE. Take, for example, Drew McIntyre. like uh, He was once brought in as Vince McMahon's chosen one but his run didn't go well. So he had to go somewhere else. I think he was an impact too as Drew Galloway over there. So he had to find his footing until he came back to the WWE more taller and more buff and more stronger. That goes for any other wrestlers that didn't really have to find their footing in the first run. Then they had to leave, they go to other promotions. And then when it's time to come back to WWE, they'll be much bigger and stronger or more faster than they was before. Now, with Impact going to TNA, listen, the only way that it will be TNA again, if they if they get out of the studio in Nashville and go back to the original Impact studio with the six sided ring, then that will be TNA back then. And plus, you need more bigger stars on your roster. I mean, uh, no disrespect, the, the roster there is good. They got a good men's roster, they got a good women's roster, but like, can we really say, like, who's really, like, big stars over there? I mean, yeah, you got Josh Alexander, you got Trinity, you got other wrestlers. But, like, who is to say that, like, they won't be there for Impact for long? Who said they want to go to another promotion? Who said they want to go to AEW or go to WWE? So it's just enough to, like, to keep the fans more invested. Now you got you made the announcement say, oh, we're going back to TNA, total to nonstop uh, action. But now, it's time to make some actions. Just uh, uh, sorry to jump ahead, but this this brings to, to my point. Um, there was a lot of rumors saying that, oh, TNA is going to get Will Ospreay, and TAA is going to get uh, CM Punk. I mean, that would be good for business. I mean, you have more bigger stars on your roster, and you're going to need more of that if you're going to bring back uh, the, the TNA. So, like I said, you got to make some actions here. Or else, what's the point?
0: No, I agree. Speaking of CM Punk, actually, nice little segue into our next topic. Um, it looks like CM Punk has started, has done a little bit of work with Impact. Um, it was being reported that at the Bound for Glory Fallout tapings, he was backstage working behind the scenes. This does not confirm or deny that he's going to be signing with the company. Um, there have been multiple reports that an offer was put out to him. Um, that although the offer that was put out to him was about 10 to 15 times less than what he was making when he was working with AEW. Now, the thing is though, like, here's my point, here's my kind of perspective on this. When you've burned so many bridges, you kind of just need to accept what you can get at that point. Just because like, I mean, he burned his bridges with WWE to an extent. He burned his bridges with AEW, which then in turn also burned bridges with Earth Ring of Honor. Now, he really, I mean, TNA's the biggest he
1: probably can get. I mean, am I wrong? I mean, he's still under contract with Endeavor. So, there is a slight possibility that we might see him in WWE again. So, only time will tell. So, let's not jump off the start r- just yet. Right. No, I definitely get what you're saying. And then, another
0: uh surprise that came this week on Dynamite. Uh, Ric Flair was introduced as Sting's special gift from Tony Khan this week, um, on AEW Dynamite. He came out to the ring and he said that he would like to support his friends being Sting. He would like to support him on his final endeavor. So I'm assuming now this means we're going to be seeing a little bit more of Ric Flair on AEW TV. Will this do good for the ratings? Eh. It's Ric Flair. He's way past his prime. He's obviously not going to get in the ring. And if he does get in the ring, I mean, t- Tony, why? Why? This is the one time where I'm going to say, stop listening to Chat GPT. If Chat GPT is telling you to put Ric Flair in a wrestling match, it's a bad call. It's a bad decision. He should not be wrestling anymore. I don't want to witness a public execution
1: on live TV. Okay, Wusa, Wusa, Wusa. Okay. TK is not that dumb. He's not gonna put Rifle in the ring. Okay. You sure about okay. that? Calm down. It's not gonna happen. TK is not dumb. He's not that dumb. Okay. So when it comes to AEW, they know how to treat their as well. But it was a it was a, a surprise that Rick Flair made an appearance at AEW because like you remember the um the uh dark side of the ring scandal when he uh, you know, showed his uh woo on the plane. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, I I remember that and all the negative backlash that he got. And now he can't be featured on WWE television and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was that was a bit ugly. So speaking of which, does it look like it's going to be Adam
1: Pearce versus Nick Alda soon? Listen, I know Survivor Series is coming up. And there was a lot of rumors saying, oh, we might see Raw versus SmackDown. I'm like, no, 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 no. And the reason I said no, because look what they have they done. In the past, Raw versus SmackDown was a Survivor Series. All of it was just nonsense. None of it made sense. You just put champion versus champions, which didn't make no sense. Like, if you're going to do Raw versus SmackDown again, like, it make it more meaningful. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got your GMs now, and um, it looks like they're going to be in competition with one another. I think um, probably Nick Arder is going to be, like, the heel GM, and then Adam Pearce is probably going to be the babyface GM that's the way i see it so i don't know
0: i mean it definitely would make an interesting feud seeing both of their history
1: with nwa yeah but uh but like i said if you're gonna do raw versus smackdown at um at survivor series well i hope it is in war games But make make it more meaningful if not then let this war games be team cody rhodes versus a mitchell of bloodline and judgment day i mean even that would still even that would actually be a good match
0: And moving on to more so of the international side of things, WWE announced this week that they will be having their first premium live event in Berlin next year on August 24th, known as Bash in Berlin. This will be a partnership between them and Live Nation. And main reason why they're doing this is just because of all the success that they've had this year with international uh, pay-per-views. For example, you know, Elimination Chamber in Montreal, Money in the Bank in London, Night of Champions in Jeddah. Am I
1: missing any here? You know what that tells me? That a certain... Undefeated champion might be the world champion by the time we get to Germany. Wait, that
0: might be how they take the title finally off of Roman. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. They might have like Gunther do this long ass reign, like through like all the way until like next summer, which A, that puts a lot more prestige on the Intercontinental title, which thank fucking God the mid card titles need some prestige too. And then two, then that sets him up for a world title feud with Roman. And then finally, we get the title off of him, even though most of us are hoping it's taken off of him on November 4th at Crown Jewel. But we'll be getting to something else here in a second that's making us think that's not happening.
1: I mean, what if he takes the uh, the world title from Seth Rollins and he beats the world champion at WrestleMania? This
0: could happen also. This is true. This can also happen. Speaking of somebody that probably won't be to WrestleMania anytime soon, Mandy Sacks will be making her wrestling return uh, at WrestleCade weekend, November twenty fourth and twenty sixth. Um, has she even trained since she left WWE? Because I felt I thought she was just modeling now. I thought she was done with wrestling.
1: I mean, we don't we don't know everyone's personal life, so I mean, only time will tell. I mean, I would love to see uh, Mandy in, um, in AEW because she probably won't be in WWE anytime anytime. soon so
0: oh yeah definitely not unfortunately but you know hopefully you know things go right and she doesn't hurt herself. Speaking of hurting themselves, and well, I mean, this guy just enjoys the pain. PCO has resigned with Impact Wrestling, becoming the first signing of the T of the TNA era. Personally, I think that this was a good move. Um, this also stopped everyone's speculation when they thought that he was going to not resign with the company, seeing that his contract was up October thirty first. But now with the resigning, everyone knows PCO is not going anywhere, and they also confirmed it on their socials that he resigned. His contract, seeing that he resigned it in character, and damn near broke Scott Demore's hand. Oi! But unfortunately for for some that what they weren't so lucky to be able to get resigned as Brock Anderson is no longer a part of AEW, seeing that his contract has now expired. He took the socials to thank the company for the time that they had him, and he is now ready to see what is next for him. He has still been wrestling on the indies, so he he still has been getting his reps in, but now we'll just have to wait and see uh, who's going to pick him up or if anybody will be picking him up. Maybe he'll join his ex tag team partner, Lexus King better known as Brian Pillman jr over in NXT.
1: I would love to see it.
0: I would too. I would really love to see it. Just, you know, don't, I would just ask Brock Anderson you know don't just don't disown your father <laughs> your father's
1: been a good man to you don't disown him you know what would be a good way to debut if he were to go to WWE in the Dusty Rose tag team classic and be Lexus Keen's uh, partner that would be
0: a good way to debut him it would actually and then somewhat of what everyone's calling some people are calling a dream match some are Being like, well, we've seen this coming on BTE for like the last two weeks, but MJF versus Kenny Omega will be happening this Saturday on Collision for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Who do you see
1: taking it? Okay, kiddies, let me tell you something. Kenny Omega. Oh, it's
0: story time.
1: Kenny Omega. It's not winning the the AEW World Title. You ask why? Because he is still in a rivalry with uh, with Don Callis. And don't be surprised if Don Callis and any of the Don Callis family show their faces on Saturday and screw Kenny Out of the championship so I'm letting You warning right now so and
0: MJF he's beating that streak Yeah no I definitely I definitely agree I don't think Kenny's going over here Um, I definitely think MJF is Going to be beating that streak and He is going to end up being The longest reigning AEW World's heavyweight Champion of the modern Era for right now until Somebody else dethrones him who Knows if anyone will just because of how Much AEW likes to hot potato their title but you know that's for another discussion and to round out our mainstream highlights as we stated before we are all hoping la night takes the title off of roman at crown jewel on november
1: 4th okay hold hold on. let's get let's get back around let's get back around y'all need to know something roman is not losing those championships the only person that's gonna take the title off of roman is cody Rhodes at wrestlemania and like I uh, uh and i wanted to say this too like at first like i understand why they did the roman versus la night match because they had to put uh la uh, in a match to keep this uh momentum going i understand but at the same time it is so stupid to me because what you're doing you're putting la Knight in a losing situation i mean yeah they're gonna put up a hell, a hell of a good match but like come on now roman's not losing i mean let's put yeah. that in perspective now with triple h in charge we can firmly trust that um la Knight will keep his, his momentum going but if Vince man was running this thing like la Knight will be gone completely gone but the only way that la Knight will get his uh his full momentum and his full glory is that is if logan paul wins the united states title for Rey mysterio and then we fast forward to wrestlemania then you will get la Knight versus logan paul for the United States championship at WrestleMania, then that's when LA Knights nice beat Logan Paul and become the United States champion. That's the way I see it. I agree. I mean, first off, you shouldn't
0: just kill people's hopes and dreams like that. That yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, everybody I mean I mean, me personally I wouldn't be surprised if I see LA Knight take it off of Roman and here's why. LA Knight has been one of the fastest growing WWE stars in the last six months, one. Two, he now has the top merch sales toppling over Roman Reigns currently. And you know how WWE likes those merch sales. They usually like having the top, they usually like having the, t- the people holding the titles being the one that have the top merch sales. So, that's another thing. Three, I mean, he's got so much momentum behind him right now, I feel like right now would be the best time to pull the trigger on him, to be honest. And it's not like he's never h- held a world title before, because we all remember him as Eli Drake when he was in Impact Wrestling, and he actually had quite a good world title
1: reign for them. I mean, for sure, yeah, LNA will win a world title uh, soon, but it's just not his time just yet. I mean, if he was facing Seth Rollins for the world title, then that would be more believable. But with Roman, come on, man! You know uh, Roman is the freaking crown jewel of WWE.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you do have a point there, but we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. But with that being said, we'll be moving on from our mainstream highlights into our first topic of the episode. But before we do that, if you haven't already, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms. If it's Instagram, Threads, or TikTok at Respect to Combat. If you're on X, make sure it's at RTC Podcast. Cast one if you want to follow us. I still feel dirty saying it like that. Anywho, Halloween Havoc was this week. Night one started this week. Um, can I just say that Shotzi's costume was awesome? her
1: and scarlet
0: bro i mean me personally just her dressed as hell like from as hellraiser yeah. like oh my like that they got that completely on point whoever did her makeup that night kudos to you you deserve a raise
1: i mean uh i mean it would have been good if shot had hosted a hell by herself but with scarlet why absolutely Jeff's great. kiss oh yeah. yeah no their
0: costumes were 100 comp- on point that night and then just some of the highlights from that night uh lexus king made his in ring debut he defeated Dante Chen and then a little over four minutes it really wasn't that long of a match at all other highlights of the match of the night Chase U finally got some gold as they defeated the family Tody D'Angelo and Channing Stacks Lorenzo to become the new NXT Tag Team Champions I am very happy with this decision honestly I mean I like the family as NXT Tag Team Champions but at the same time I mean it was time for Chase
1: U to get some gold that was a, a shocker to me. But um, the way I'm looking at it, is this rain like a like a story wise? Because with uh, freaking JC Jane as like a temporary student in the uh, in the in chase, you like how effective is she's going to be in the in the group? Right. No, I get what you're saying. There's definitely so uh, it
0: definitely raises a lot of questions, but we'll just have to wait and see how this plays out. Another highlight from the night was we found out that the finals of the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament will be Kalani Jordan versus Lola Vice. So, who do you think is going to end up taking the who do you think will end up taking the win here next week on night 2 on Halloween?
1: Kiani Jordan. I love you. But I got to go with Lola Vice. 305 represent.
0: <laughs> You're just straight going flat out Lola Vice just cuz 305. Exactly. Well, I mean, I can't really blame you. I'm actually going with Lola Vice too, just because. I mean, I, I mean, she's good, but I just, I don't know. I think Lola Vice has more hype around her right now. Am I wrong? Nope. Okay, just making sure. Sorry, Carmelo, but your woman's not gonna get the your woman's not gonna get the rub this time. Hopefully, he doesn't kill me for saying that. Anywho. And then to round out the night of high, uh, just a highlight: uh, Lyra Valkyria defeated Becky Lynch to now become the new NXT Women's Champion. I mean, I kind—I kind of think we all saw
1: this coming, right? Some of us did, and some of us died will be a huge uh, shocker. Well, for for some of us, right? But, I mean, I—I uh, uh, pers- I gotta ask I pers- the question though: Does this set up for Valkyria versus Jade, and then Valkyria will be a transitional champion? just for jade to win the title i really freaking hope not I, I i genuinely hope not because
0: jade just got to wwe i understand she just had a really long reign as champion um for a while but like that was in a completely different company like she still needs to build herself up a bit more here in my personal opinion i mean what do you think
1: i mean they could build a rivalry here let's say like they do one match at deadline but win and then when we get to um stand and deliver That's when Jay could win the title.
0: Right. No, I agree. I think, like, actually build her character up a bit, make sure she has a decent, like, you know, the fans like her and whatnot, and then give her a run. But it's like, you know, make sure you're not putting on Putting it on her too soon You know what I mean
1: Yeah Just uh, like Kind of kind of make a uh, Like a story there
0: Yeah Exactly Like just don't make it random And then Since we did say There will be night two Next week on Halloween night And some of the matches That we'll be looking That we'll be Looking forward to here Like we said The NXT tournament Finals match Between Lola Vice And Kalani Jordan Mr. Stone Versus Braun Rest Breaker Which
1: Huh? Rest in peace Mr. Stone
0: Mr. Stone actually has A wrestling background Do you not remember Robbie E.?
1: If he goes
0: in for Robbie D. I mean, you're going against Brown Breaker. You kind of don't really have a fucking choice here,
1: honestly. <laughs>
0: like, am I wrong here? Only time will tell. Yeah. No, we'll definitely have to. Yeah, only time will tell. But um, the Creed brothers will be versing off against Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. in a spin-a-wheel, make-the-deal, tables, liars, and scares match. Dirty Dom will be defending the North American Championship against Nathan Frazier. Which, what do you see happening here? And new or and still? If Rhea Ripley's going to be there and still. Yeah, that's. You always know anytime fucking. Anytime. What is it? Anytime Rhea Ripley's involved or anybody from Judgment Day's involved, then there's going to be some stupid fuckery. And now, on the other side of things, we will now see the women's tag team championships being defended as Chelsea Green and Piper Niven will be going off against Chase University, uh, coordinated of Thea Hale and JC Jane. What do you think is going to happen here?
1: As long as I don't see Chelsea Green with a tag team title on her hand, I am going to be happy. Why don't you like Chelsea? Like, uh, no, 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 no. I ain't got the, nothing against Chelsea Green. It's just the rain I have a problem with. Oh, it, Oh, the rain just sucks? Yeah, it
0: just sucks. Oh, it, I, 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 I can't disagree with that logic. Um, Honestly, I'd be completely okay with it. I'd be completely fine with Chase U having all the go- having all the tag gold. Like, that'd be completely okay with me. And then we'll be seeing Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henley in a singles match where I just hope the dumb bimbo Barbie gets her ass kicked. And in the main event, we will be seeing Eli Dragunov, the NXT champion, defending against Carmelo Hayes. Now, my personal opinion, I think this is how we're going to be seeing Carmelo and Trick splitting up. That's just my opinion.
1: Well, if that happens, then we might see Carmelo versus Trick as standing and deliver. We
0: might end up seeing that. I think that's what they're building towards, honestly. And moving out from NXT Halloween Havoc, we'll be moving now into the PWI Women's Top Wrestlers of 2023. We'll only be going over the top five just because, I mean, there's 250 on that list. We'd be here forever if we went over all of them. So with that being said, number five, we have Tom Nakano, who has held the goddess of stardom champion championship, the artists of stardom championship, the wonder of stardom championship, and she is the current world of stardom champion. So I would definitely say very well had. Number four on the list, we have Miss Jamie Hayda, who is a former AEW Women's World Champion. Um, Unfortunately, she's probably only number four because of the fact that she hasn't been in action, I believe, since Double or Nothing. Yeah, she hasn't been in action since Double or Nothing, so she hasn't been able to wrestle, but still glad that she made it to the top four. Then at number three, we have Bianca Belair, who is currently, well, not currently, but she is the longest reigning women's champion of this era, which was her Raw Women's Championship reign. And then where she also is a former WWE women's champion for like a whole five minutes. But still, she held it. <clears throat> and then number two, we have Julia, who was the 2022 five-star Grand Prix winner, former World of Stardom champion, former Artist of Stardom champion, and the current New okay. Japan Strong women's champion. Now, before we go into number one, we're gonna go and talk about a dumbass named Jim Cornette who decided to go on a racist rant about Julia being in the top five. Now, if you don't know who Jim Cornette is, um, well, you probably avoid drama like like the Mexicans avoid, avoid ICE. But Jim Cornette is kind of around the level of Vince Russo, I would say, when it comes to idiocracy that comes out of his mouth. So recently on his podcast, he was going on the a rant about about the PWI Women's Top 250, and just to clarify, um, what that rant was. Hang on one second, I was just having to pull up the exact wording here. So, he went on a rant stating, You seriously mean to tell me that as a supposed legitimate or working legitimate publication, it's not Charlotte, it's not Bianca Blair, it's not even... Who's the women's champion over there? Chris Statlander? It's somebody that the vast, vast majority of wrestling fans that are going to see that magazine have never fuck- fucking seen before and are probably not going to see any time in the near future. Um, okay, uh, first off, you stupid idiot. Um, it's called that by introducing them to another promotion and seeing that they were this high ranked on the list that's them telling the reader hey you should start watching this promotion because they have some good wrestling going on like how else do you expect the word to get out secondly you're stupid if i didn't say if you didn't get that the first time thirdly my dog shit is probably more relevant than you anyway before i go into a worse rant number 1 on the pwi on the pwi women's pro wrestling list this year was none other than mommy herself, Rhea Ripley. She is currently the longest, the long she currently has the longest women's undefeated streak on the main roster. And she's also currently the, the WWE women's world champion. So 2023 has been awesome for Rhea Ripley. She's really been on top to say, but Trico, how do you, how would you say you feel about these top
1: five? Okay. Let me go down uh tammy Nagasa, good jamie hater good but like dang i wish she, she wasn't out though but 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 hey i'm not mad at that bianca belair good not mad about that either um gaga not mad about the that either but rhea ripley, wait what did you just say her name was as uh, i, I mispronounced the name but julia hey, julia moving on okay number one rhea ripley now I have my mixed feelings on it. At first, she does deserve to be number one on this list, but my only mixed feeling is it's her title reign. Now, it's not her fault that, that the women's roster on Raw is not really believable for her. That's why she hasn't many, like, title defenses this year. So, we can't blame that on Rhea. That was the whole Vince and the, eh, hey Bruce, 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 or China People power, the old administration. We can blame them for that, alright? So, but yeah other than that man Rhea definitely deserves the the number one this year and uh, uh yeah that's how i feel and uh jim Cornette, here's the song for you i was a fool that is your theme song
0: i'm sorry could you do the people power impersonation again that had me
1: dying <laughs> Midas, People Power.
0: oh jesus christ i'm gonna have to get a recording of that anyhow but you're honestly not wrong there I mean, I kind of, I'm kind of hoping now that Triple H has full blown creative power of WWE, that this title reign has a bit more meaning, but only time will tell. And then to move into our next topic last weekend, as we had discussed a little bit earlier in the podcast, we had bound for glory last week, last weekend, which was, which is impact Res- one of impact wrestling's biggest events of the year. Um, just to highlight some of the big matches that had happened, Chris Saban defeated Kenta to retain his impact wrestling X division championship. It was overall a very good highlighted match. ABC did defeat the rascals and are now the new impact wrestling tag team World champions. Jordan Grace, surprisingly, actually hit her pile driver finish on Bully Ray to win the call your shot intergender gauntlet match. And she then immediately called out Trinity for a match at Hard to Kill, which, yes. Trinity defeated Mickey James to retain her Impact Knockouts World Championship. Alex Shelley also defeated Josh Alexander to retain the Impact World Championship. And then what a lot of people are calling the absolute match of the night and five-star match of the year, Will Ospreay defeated Mike, defeated Mike Bailey in what a lot of, I mean, I watched the highlights of that match. Jesus Christ. Those two were just going back and, and back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. It was it was insane. Did you watch the Did you watch Bound for Glory at All
1: Yeah, it was definitely a, a great show. But I think it's the true. um the only thing um that took away was the was the end of the was the end of the, uh, the night was the uh, uh, of the TNA announcement.
0: Yeah, that did kind of take away from it a little bit, but overall, I would say it was definitely a very good show. It was very entertaining but i feel like the tna announcement could have been done thursday or something and then moving into our next topic but before we move into that you already know what i'm about to say here people if you are not already follow us on all of our socials instagram tiktok threads at respect to combat if you're on x and no i'm not talking about the porn site i'm talking about twitter that's now x at rtc podcast one I'm not going to get used to that. Elon Musk, why did you call it X? It doesn't make sense. You're making everyone think it's a porn site now. Anyway, well, then again, he does allow titties to be seen on there. Anyway, we're about to get into a conversation that might be a little bit triggering to some people, but viewer discretion advised, if you get triggered, find your nearest safe space, I guess. I mean, I don't really know. I don't really do well with liberals and retards, but, and when I say retards, I don't mean yeah, I mean the, I'll the screen until you listen to me retards and so with that being said mercedes monet had a little bit of a i wouldn't necessarily say altercation but putting a fan in his place recently at new york comic con there was a fan that if you haven't seen this video um, a fan had approached mercedes monet saying that he understood why she had left wwe because of creative differences and all this other stuff and she straight up told him like, "Oh, is that what happened? Really?" No. And then she said, "No, that's not what happened." Which then he rebutted with trying to ask, "Well, what was it that happened?" Whereas she already full-blown knew that if she gave a full answer, that he was going to post it. So, she didn't she said, "No, I'm not telling you." Now, the thing, here's my thing, right? If you're getting an autograph, cool. If you want a picture, cool. You have no right to know anything about these pe- about these people's private life. Unless they are inviting you into their home, unless they are inviting you into that part of their life, unless they are doing an interview with you, or unless you go buy their autobi- autobiography. Like, they, you have absolutely zero right to knowing anything about these people. You
1: don't. It's called mind your business. Trico, you got anything to say on this? Yeah, you forgot to say uh, you need to mind your own business. Well, I was going to say, like, what's your full on opinion about this? Like, like, by all means, go ahead. I mean, you just basically uh said what what I was going to say. Like, if you're not a full, like, wrestling interviewer or a sponsor, like, that ain't your business to ask. You're a fan. You get your picture and you get your autograph. That's your role. Agreed.
0: I completely agree. And apparently, and unfortunately, nowadays, people are very entitled and they're like well i'm getting your autograph yo you need to tell me x y and z no i swear to god some of these fucking libtards are worse than karen's but anywho moving on before it gets any worse and before i get us canceled um (laughs) ufc 294 um happened last weekend as well um in saudi arabia um going down the card just a little bit um the main card mainly uh, Makachev knocked out Volkanovsky for the first time in his career, and I ain't gonna lie. Volkanovsky, you know, he took it like a man. He didn't throw some temper tantrum like how a lot of these fighters do nowadays when they get knocked out or lose a fight. He actually got up, walked up to Makachev and was like, nice round kick. He took it completely, 100%, like a, like a gentleman. Yep, he did. And then, as I stated earlier, Cosma uh, Chimaev improves to 13-0 and will now be the next to challenge Volkanovsky for the featherweight title. Um, uh, there was a lot more that happened on this card, but those were kind of like the main highlights of the card that really happened. Overall, it was a really fun night. Kind of wish there was not so many racial slurs that were thrown out, but it's the UFC. Apparently they really don't care anymore. Uh, Dana White, get, get some working brain cells up there when it comes to pl- publicity. Yep. And then on to our next topic. We'll be previewing NWA Sawin. No, this is not pronounced Sam Hain. I was even pronouncing it Sam Hain for the longest time. It's Sawin. And I recently just learned it's actually another name for Halloween, which I feel really dumb for not knowing that. Anywho, going down the card. Just to look at some of the highlights going on for this weekend. Just so you know, Sal Win, it's going down in Cleveland, Ohio at Temple Live. If you still haven't bought tickets, they are still available if you guys want to go buy them. Um, I kind of wish I could go to Cleveland this weekend, but I'm broke as a joke. So there ain't no way, shape, or form I'm going to be able to go to that. I wish I could, though. We're just going to go down the main card here, or you know what, Now nah, we'll do some prelims because there are some title matches in the prelim. To start off the prelims, we got Jordan Clearwater and the J- Country Gentleman made up of AJ and KC Kazana, with Joe Kazana, their father, taking on the Outrunners and Zion. And then we'll have Brady Pierce and Rush Freeman taking up, going up against one another in a Loser Leaves NWA match where Rolando Freeman will serve as the special guest. And then in an NWA World Women's Championship, or no, in a four-way match to determine the number one contender to the NWA World Women's Championship, we have Samantha Starr versus Misa Kate versus Tiffany Neves versus Celeste. We shall see who shall become the winner. And then in the final of the prelims, we will see Daisy Kill, and Talos verse off against the mortals uh, made up of Jr. Kratos and Odinson, which I love this tag team right here. I just, every time they come out, I just love the, ow, ow, ow. Like, it just, it gets me going. And this match is also, by the way, for the NWA United States Tag Team Championships. And then to run down the main card, we will have Matt Cardona in an open challenge once again. Hopefully, this doesn't have another Rush Freeman incident. And then we will be having a... Very, we will be having Judas, Max the Impaler, Alex Misery, and Magic Inc. versus TJ versus Sal the Pal, Gags the Gimp, Koa Lexamana, and Magnum Muscle, made up of Dax, Draper, and Mims, in a Devil's Last Dance Ultimate Hardcore War. So, just to give you guys a little bit of a rundown of this card. There's going to be a lot of hardcore matches. This is basically NWA's version of Extreme Rules, just to, just to put it in layman's terms. Then, for the NWA National Heavyweight Championship, we will have Thrill Billy Silas Meissen defending, defending against Chris Adonis in a Burning Lake Brawl. What is a Burning Lake Brawl? I don't fucking know. They just throw a bunch of random names onto these goddamn hardcore matches now, just so that then they don't have to call it a hardcore match. Seems to be a thing now. And then, in a tag team match, we're going to have the Southern Six carry Morton and Alex Taylor with Ricky Morton versus the Headbangers, Mosh and Thrasher in a rock and roll tag team match. What that means? Once again, I don't know. Maybe they're gonna come out and maybe have a little mini concert and then bash the fuck, bash each other's skulls in with their guitars. I don't fucking know. And then in a, yet again, another themed hardcore match, we're gonna have Violent J and the Brothers of Funstruction Versus Vampiro and La Rebellion in a Riddle Box six-man tag team match. Once again, a themed hardcore match. Why, why? And then... Oh, hey, this one's normal. Jax Dane versus Blake Bulletproof Troop in a submission match. And then in a... Oh, Jesus Christ. Ugh. For the NWA World Tag Team Championships, we're going to have Blunt Force Trauma made up of carnage and damage with Aaron Stevens taking on Knox and Murdoch for in a Knights of the Round Table... Tables match why couldn't you just call it a tables match why hey huh? and oh hey look another themed hardcore match for the nwa world junior heavyweight championship we're gonna see colby carino t- versus joe Alonzo in a pillar to post match what the fu- what what even is that whatever finally a normal singles match for the nwa world women's championship we will say we will see kenzie page versus ruthie J. And then, in a no-limits match for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, we will see EC3 defend his title against Tom Latimer. Overall, it's a really good card, but goddammit, there's so many
1: themed hardcore matches, my brain hurts. Like, <laughs> I, make it, I make it have some meaning into it. Like, the one with the lake, like, have them, like, do a cinematic match. I have them fight in uh, at a lake. I exactly! Make-
0: it's like, don't set it up to where we already know that this is just another themed hardcore match. But... Moving on to our next topic, we do have some upcoming stardom and New Japan Strong title fights coming up. With first ones that'll be coming up, we have at Fighting Spirit Unleashed on October 28th, we'll be having Eddie Kingston defending the New Japan New Japan Strong Openweight Championship against Nanare, and Julia will be defending the New Japan Strong Women's Championship against Haiyan. And then on November 10th, at the Lone Star Shootout, we will be seeing Mayu Iwatani defend the IWGP Women's Championship against God knows who. We we actually still don't know who the who the opponent is. We're, we're kind of waiting on that, actually. And then at Stardom Gold Rush on November 18th, we will see Tom Nakano defend the World of Stardom Championship against five-star Grand Prix winner Suzu Suzuki. Trico, I'd ask for your
1: comments, but I already know this all sounds like gibberish to you. Mm, I mean, Eddie Kingston, you know... Anytime he got the um, the strong weight uh, 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 open title, he's going to be there. Right. And um, For the rest of the card, it looks, uh, it looks promising, too.
0: Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I definitely agree. And with all that being said, we will be right back, folks.
1: Light signatures, leaving a lasting impression on your
0: followers. Headlights designed to light up your face. An all-wheel drive that insists on weather instead of resisting it. High speed without moving and range
1: measured by the freedom it gives you. That's progress you can feel. Get ready. Champions of the world. For the greatest event in history in 2026 we'll bring the world together. Three countries, 16 cities, 48 teams, 104 games. All of us, united as individuals, united as billions. So you, and you, and all of you, bring your game to the beautiful game. We are FIFA. We are football. New song. Somos. We are 26.
0: And just like that, we are back. And, Trico, how are you feeling? Like I told y'all, we got something spooky for y'all. I guess that's one way of putting this next topic um as you guys know we always do our wrestling flashback every week and this week's flashback is nothing short of what the heck as we'll be talking about from three years ago the infamous title swap between Charlotte flair and Becky Lynch that led to a very heated backstage backstage altercation between the two that was not that was not scheduled it was completely 100 very real and 100 a shoot would you like to elaborate on this a little bit more trico okay
1: so you know back then when they have like the draft around the fall season which was kind of dumb so at the time charlotte who was the raw women's champion on raw got drafted to smackdown and then becky who was the smackdown women's champion on smackdown got drafted to raw and then you know, like the SmackDown Women's Champion had to be on SmackDown, and the Raw Women's Champion had to be on Raw. So they did the title swap, and it did not go well. Like Charlotte freaking throw the title on the ground so disrespectfully, and then like Becky just kind of—well, I don't think she threw her title. She was like, "Hey, come and get it." Yeah, you want it. Yeah, you could pick it up from there. I ain't handing it to you. And then it was just like all over the place.
0: Oh yeah, and the main thing that made this so bad was the fact that it, that her throwing it on the ground was not the original plan. The original plan was is that she was to hand the Raw Women's Title to Becky, and Becky was to hand it to Charlotte. Charlotte wasn't liking this because of the fact that she thought this was gonna make her title reign look weak, and because she didn't agree with the fact of swapping out the title, she decided to basically act like a little brat, and just basically go off and do her own thing, if that makes sense. Overall, it was a very, very heated altercation. Thankfully, it didn't get physical backstage, but come on, guys, like, be be professional. And then to round out our episode this week, we will be talking about some gaming news, which, not a whole lot going on this week as far as gaming. We got UFC 5 and MK1 out now. Um, Trico, have you gotten... What would you say your overall review of modern combat mortal combat one is i'm loving it every like what would you say like what would you say like how do you feel about it like like what's good what's what could be worked on
1: like um everything is basically saying everything is good but um if i had to say which modes are, are really good is uh of course the the story mode and the uh mode
0: gotcha and have you gotten to play ufc5 yet or no uh, not
1: yet, but I'm a, I will check it out soon.
0: And then also this past week, we did have the Tekken 8 beta out for a limited time for players to do, for players to play. Did you by chance get to hop
1: on that or no? Uh, yes, I have. And, uh, it's looking good so far, but, um, we'll see how the, the base game really does in, um, in January. Yeah, we'll definitely just have to see how the base game does.
0: And with all that being said... Next week, once again, we'll be having some great stuff for you guys to tune into. We'll be reviewing Sawin to see if, if there were any title changes. Hopefully, there's not as many as there were at NWA 75, but we can only wait and see. Will MJF retain his title against Kenny Omega? We're all pretty sure he will. Yeah. With that being said, if you haven't already, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms. If you're on Instagram, Threads, or TikTok at Respect The Combat. If you're on X at RTC Podcast One. Make sure you're also following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, so that then you get notified before everybody else about new episodes. And with all of that now being said, my name is Eric, his name is Trico, and we are out.